Welcome to the Sharing the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we look for inspiration on the journey to discover what matters most. I'm Wynne Leon, and in this episode, I'm with my co-host, Dr. Vicki Atkinson, and our colleague, Libby Saylor. Libby is a writer, artist, and I love this description, a goddess in the making, stumbling her way through this adventurous life. We're talking about Libby's post about how to journal the right way. That is to say, to journal to really heal the tough, icky, and not so fun phases and feelings. We touch on the inner child and how journaling can work to really soothe these parts of ourselves who don't feel heard. We bring in Rumi's guest house and liking journaling to really welcoming the whole complement of feelings in so we can receive the message and move on. Libby and Vicki talk about the therapeutic effects of putting pen to paper. Libby inspires us as an artist and human to make the journaling and growing process attractive and social. Finally, we talk about how life requires us to pay attention and grow, and that sometimes we write it down to squeeze out what we need. I know you'll love this episode with the company of wonderful women looking to lean into growth. Welcome to the Sharing the Heart of the Matter podcast. I'm Wynne Leon, and today I'm here with my co-host of the podcast, Dr. Vicki Atkinson, and our friend and colleague, Libby Saylor. Libby is a writer, artist, goddess in the making, stumbling her way through this adventurous life. Libby, I love your latest post. I laughed out loud at your line. Why would we want to lean into all these feelings and feel them even more powerfully and acutely? No, I'm not going to go fold some laundry or eat cake (laughs) or watch TV or phone a friend or stand on my head. Anything to not feel what I'm feeling. (laughs) I can can hear you guys laughing alongside me there. (laughs) So if leaning into your icky feelings is your revised journaling, how would you describe your previous journaling efforts and how is this different? And tell us, tell us about this journey for you. Yeah, that uh, I love that eat cake. I'm like, oh, cake. I want cake tonight. Um, <laughs> the yeah, you know, I I don't think I did. I was spotty with my journaling and I'm also not like an advocate for like journal every day. Like for me, I think it's like I use it when I'm going through a tough time, but I think I used to just like either not journal when I was going through a tough time, like just not even like why bother? Mm -hmm. Or like I said, the answers are not in there. So why bother? Or I would like record, you know, like I think I thought (laughs) whatever men dating, that's my thing. And I used to, (laughs) you know, I'd meet a guy and I'd want to journal about it so I could record this is how I met my soulmate. And then I could look back and, you know, that whole thing. So it was like this furious, like recording of something that is potentially going to be some romantic or whatever. Yeah. So it, and it wasn't, it wasn't deliberate. It was not self-helpy. It was definitely kind of manic. And I think, yeah, or it was either that or just not doing it at all. So this is super new for me to be like, Oh, this actually is a tool if you kind of use it as a tool, it really is helping. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting in my daughter's uh, elementary school, they do a mood meter every day where they have the kids. I mean, it's starting it. I'm not sure if it started in kindergarten because that was the pandemic year, but even starting in first year, 
they come in and they do this social emotional learning that wasn't at all present when we were kids, Mm -mm. but identify how you're feeling and then write why. I mean, and it's simple. These are kids that are just learning how to write and then they color in the square, whether it's red or yellow or blue or green, especially if they can't write yet. But um, they just- That's amazing. Isn't that interesting? I mean, it's there. Like, that's how my therapist starts every is like, what's your where's your where are you at with your anxiety? Where are you at with the depression? And it's just like a check in to be like, how am I carrying something with me right now? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, and that's funny because that reminds me of Brene Brown, who does two word check ins at every meeting. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm. how are you? Give me a two word check in. I'm not sure if I could do that this morning. I know. That's I know. like, oh, that's kind of a challenge, maybe. I'd have to yeah. I'd have to think about it. And Libby, what I loved about what you said, knowing that, you know, one of your identities is artist. You know, when I was reading your recent piece, I just kept thinking about needing to get what's on the inside out. You know, and mm-hmm. for you, you've got so many different mediums, you know, as a, a talented woman to do that, but that journaling is one of them. But also your artistry is one of them. So, you know, I I don't know you well enough to say this, but from the outside looking in and admiring you, I I wonder if you're not wired, you know, for some of that expression because you're you're such an amazing artist. My gosh, you guys make me feel so good all the time. Thank you. Um, But yes, you know, with this with this whole journal entry podcast, I really did start noticing the connections between my journaling process and my creative process. They're kind of the same. So that's a really like astute observation for, I think you, yeah, I think you're picking up on things that, that are happening with me that I'm just starting to realize as well. Yeah. Well, what I think is so helpful about that when, and I gravitate to people that are are in their like evolution mode, right? And and that's, being that's fearless. <laughs> yeah, but right, finding the courage and doing it anyhow. And and I yeah. think, you know, we see you kind of embodying a lot of that a little definitely. bit in awe, right? When yes. yes, and definitely that fearlessness. That fearlessness yeah. is and oh. growth. I think Thank you. Those are yeah. So Libby, your description of icky feelings as a crying child in the corner is brilliant. I would never ignore a crying child, but I often ignore my icky feelings. (laughs) Putting a face to it is so helpful. So can you say more about how you came, came with that image? Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I can't, I can't take credit for it, but I also can't credit where I heard because I just read it somewhere, but it was, it was talking about um, inner child work, which um, I'm a huge fan of inner child work as well. But it was talking about looking at your inner child as this kind of screaming thing inside you. And if you don't tend to your inner child, your inner child's just going to scream louder and it can start to make decisions for you. And when you see yourself as a grown woman acting in ways that you're like, this is not ideal. What is this? You know, a lot of time it can be you're like screaming inner child that's trying to get your attention. Um, And so I think that's where it came from. And it's just so easy. The inner child emotion, it's all inside anyway. So it's very easy for me to make that connection of whether it's my inner child screaming or just emotions. It's all kind of the same thing. It's something inside of me right now that needs to be treated as Mm -hmm. something that needs help, not this annoying thing that I want to not deal with right now. Right. 
which right. is so easy to do. We all do it, you know, yeah. but it just doesn't work. And before we started recording, we were talking about the guest house by Rumi, that poem. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the same idea. And so I'm going to pause and read it again. Yes, yes. The guest house by Rumi. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house, empty of its furniture. Still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Yes. And, you know, as you're reading, I have, I have an idea for a, a, my next blog post with you. It's something about, because I've recently discovered, I always thought I had like this one inner child, but it's like, no, there's like inner childs for me, like wounded inner childs at different ages. And I was, have been going through a difficult time. And I, I had a moment where I did some inner child work and like four inner children showed up. And they're, they're sort of like my team, my little team, but not team like of helpers, their team, their team of like my little people that actually need me, you know, but one was like, I mean, like a baby, like I'm holding babe, then there's like my little five year old, then there's like my teenager. And then my poor 10 year, she had it the worst was the 10 year old. Oh, (laughs) she, she needs the most, but like. I want to, you know, like, it's just, it's kind of like there's maybe multiple and they come in different mm-hmm. shapes and sizes and need different things and need, I need to talk mm-hmm. to them in a different way. And so, yeah, I'm working, I might have something coming at some point. Yeah. Right, right. That's yeah. just fascinating. That's fascinating. Inner work, fascinating imagery. And I love it. <laughs> this is the part that I glom onto about all of what we're saying. And and Rumi's poem is, it's clearing us out for better things. Mm. So, yes. <laughs> if, <laughs> you know, we've seen, you know, your Instagram post of you journaling and journaling. Does that, is that happen in good times and bad? I mean, let's, you know, think okay, about yeah. all these good times yeah. to come. Do you think that you're going to keep journaling? Well, that's that. And to bring it back to Vicky's point about art, too, I've historically I don't make art when I'm happy. And it's not because I'm like, I, I don't deliberately not make art. I'm just like, I have nothing to make right now. There's nothing yeah. in me that's like that needs to come out. And it, when it's so dark, it's so I'm so motivated to push it out and turn it into something beautiful. So the same with journaling, like, I don't think I will keep journaling. I don't know. It just, there doesn't seem to be a need for it. It's really, for me, it's like, it's like a tool, like SOS. I need help. I need to do this. And and it helps me move through it. But once it's out, it's like, eh, I'm kind of okay. And I know not everybody's like that with journaling, but I think for me, that's, that's my process. When you were talking, I heard the word tool come up away from you before you said it, right? You two went, right? <laughs> yeah. Technique yeah. tool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, I would say for me, you know, with kids, 
all of a sudden journaling and writing things down and writing becomes about um preserving this mm. small this yeah. wonderful period when they're small when they say those funny things yes when you recording notice. yes <laughs> you're like recording yes. your life kind of yeah yeah that's right and and trying to make it the note lasts a little longer so mm, yeah in your future you may as you're you know going through yes or whatever's in your future you might find that your artistry changes too that's interesting I welcome it you know I welcome I can't envision that but I totally will and I welcome having such beautiful experiences that I'm gonna record them because they're so beautiful <laughs> I just have to yeah I welcome yeah. that Oh, I was just going to say what I love about what you both just said is that in my experience, the preserving memories is one pathway and motivation for journaling. The other is this is how I'm going to work through. And you both just sort of like, yeah, that was lovely. Yeah. 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 And there isn't a yeah. better best. It's just, mm -mm. you know, right. Yeah. Libby, you quote a Forbes article about how putting pen to paper affects the brain. And I think, Vicki, this is, is something that you've talked about as well, right? Yeah, I I mean, there were so many things like uh, I'm going to fold the laundry and I'm going to eat cake that we loved about, you know, your piece. But um, Libby, you know, I we interacted a little bit about, you know, the Forbes article that you mentioned and kind of the making meaning through writing by hand. And boy, that that struck a note of recognition for me because um, there's so much research, you know, some that. I really gravitate to that comes from Princeton about making meaning, cognitive development, neural pathways, and and really trying to to do the processing of information in a way that is is better, more meaningful than our inclination. And when we're all there to put fingers on a keyboard, but that there is some sort of mindless processing. This one researcher from Princeton says that when your fingers are on the keyboard, you're not really connecting. And I got so excited about that because I see the connections for you between writing in longhand and who you are as an artist because there is a magic in the mind mapping that you can only do. You know, if you've opened up a journal and you can doodle and you can annotate and, and kind of wander. So Wynn and I both loved that, but... I guess we're curious, tell us more, right? Because, <laughs> you know, why is that such an impactful technique for you? Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. I thought about this too. And we're already, we've already made the connection in our conversation between my art and my journaling. But I was thinking about, you know, I went to, I got my degree in photography. Love, and I'm, I'm old. So old school, not digital. Like I was dark room, chemicals, all of that. And love photography. Um, I, I will always love it. However, and I love the process, but it's a very like technical, it's a very technical art. It's super different than it's just me and a piece of paper and I'm going to just, there's no in between. I mean, photography, there's so many layers of technology. You have the film, you have the camera, you have the processing, you have the enlarger, you have the paper. There's so many things that separate the human being from the piece of paper that you finish with. And there's something amazing about that process. I love it. But even when I was making photography, I always wanted 
to like do something to my photo, like slap some paint on it. I mean, that's how I got, I think that's why I'm a collage artist because I, the photography, it's just such a beautiful medium for, I'm just so drawn to it, but like, it's not enough almost. And I need to make that like human imprint as well. Like the raw human imprint, like my hand is holding a utensil and I'm going to do something to this thing. And, you know, I, when I make art now, I don't even know what I'm doing. It's always just like, I don't feel good. So I'm going to put myself in front of my materials and do something. And a lot of times what I make, I know full well, like I'm not a famous artist because a lot of my art, it's like, what, what is that? What is that? And it's very clear. It was a subconscious dump. And a lot of times I don't understand it. Sometimes I need to show my best friend, like, what did I just make here? You know, and he can really break it down and be like, whoa, I see like all the, you know, and he knows me. So he knows what's going on, but I can't decipher it. So I don't expect other people. And I just trust, okay, that was something in me that just needed to happen. Um, But yeah, so I think, I think that I appreciate technology and I understand, but I, I agree the keyboard with the typing, there's like, it's like one degree pulling me away one degree from my subconscious. Like it's just one, it's like a wall or something. Whereas if it's just my hand and a pen, there's nothing to hide from really. So yeah, I really, I personally really think it makes a difference. Yeah. Well, and you have a sort of a whole ritual. I mean, the beautiful notebook, the mm. pen and paper, the coffee shop, ideally, yeah. right? Say more about mm-hmm. how, how, what the ultimate journaling experience looks like. Yeah, I think, I think I started doing all those little things to kind, honestly, because, because I have been going through a hard time and I've found myself isolating and just, mm. just, and I'm not like an isolator. And I was like, this isn't good or this just doesn't feel good. And it was really hard at first for me to force myself to get out of my moping isolation. And I was just like, I have to. And I was like, I go to get coffee at a coffee shop every day. And I go and I go home. I go to my car and I go home and drink it. Like, why don't I just stay there? You know, like, because I know for me, I've learned years ago, I'm because I'm an extrovert, I, the power of being around other humans, I don't even need to talk to them. If I'm just in a, their presence, I'm uplifted. So I was like, why don't, and I was like, well, it's awkward to sit in a coffee shop by yourself. I was like, but if I take my journal, I'm good. <laughs> you know, then I got my coffee and my journal. So it just became this like, one tool leaning on another tool because another huge tool for me is like getting out of the house being around people like that's a self-help tool for me so they sort of like leaned on each other and it just all worked and um I think if you want to get into the whole like get a pretty thing and use a pen like that's great for me mine actually isn't that pretty because I'm so like I just need to do this like you know like it's a bright color and it's great I use my favorite pen because why not you know but yeah, I'm so like in it right now. I'm like, I just need a big journal to fill a lot of pages. So yeah, but I think it's cool to like, just get into it and make it this deliberate practice and not just like, ugh, I have to do this, you know. But I love what Wynn said about kind of setting the stage and the where. And I, the other thing that you just said, Libby, that 
hits a note for me. There's so many people that I'm I'm close to right now, either professionally or personally, that are dealing with social isolation still mm-hmm. from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so what you described as your extroverted needs, I don't need to interact with you, but it, there's some power and some uplift by being around other people as opposed to journaling at home. So I think that's such yeah. a cool insight. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of making it a treat too. It's, it's like, yeah. I'm going to go out, I'm going to get a coffee or whatever sugar sugar, yes (laughs) maybe i'll just have that piece of cake with the journaling totally (laughs) yeah that's a good idea (laughs) yum so i love libby i love your continual quest for learning and growing and leaning in i mean you are just remarkable that way um is journaling part of either leaning or growing, or is it more of an integration piece for you? I think, I think for me right now, journaling for me is like, I had mentioned SOS. It's a Mm -hmm. very like kind of emergency tool. Like I'm in a rough place. I need to do this. Um, You know, I think there are other things that I do. And, you know, honestly, I think why self help and self-care can be so tricky is because it's so personal mm-hmm. and you need to you need to adapt like the thing that worked for me five years ago maybe just doesn't do anything now or like that might not do something for my friend but it like has saved my life you know like I discovered this podcast recently and I'm not a, I'm, I mean I'm on a podcast right now and I'm about to say I'm not a huge podcast person you know I don't <laughs> listen to a ton of podcasts but after my breakup over a year ago, I discovered this like breakup podcast. This woman saved me. And um, I just discovered a new podcast about, I love it. It's called Women Women's Confidence and Dating Podcast. It sounds so basic, and but it, she's sent from the heavens and I love her. So, you know, but I'm not a podcast person. But, like for, for now where I'm at, this is one of my self-helpy tools and journaling is just like helping me now. I don't, I don't need to have a long-term relationship with it, but if I do, okay. But yeah, I think for me, it's very much like SOS, how I need help right now. I got to use this thing. And I know that this has been working for me. And when it's, when it doesn't work anymore, okay, then maybe I'll find something else. Or maybe that means I am moving through something. Hopefully. Right. Well, I, it's funny we're talking about podcasting because I think doing a podcast and just the the being the three of us here, I mean, it's such a positive experience, at least for me. It's that connection. It's friends. It's talking about what matters to us right now, um, whether that's an SOS tool or um, growth tool. Um, so, you know, assuming this is a positive experience, I, I don't want to assume too much. But I'm having a good time. Okay, good. Okay, good. Oh, it, we're so relieved. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? I love, I'm telling you, I love talking. I love talking. So I no, I'm having a yeah. good time. So, is this something you'll journal about? So, you know, not because I'm not having an amazing time. Probably not. I mean, I yeah. might 
you know, my journal, it's so about a very specific thing I'm going through, you mm-hmm. know, anybody who knows anything about anything, it's my love life is my, it's just my weakness. <laughs> Not, it won't always be, I'm going to get through this, but yeah. um, I probably, I might, you know, mention, oh, I had a podcast this, or I did, the, it was great. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I really... Not because this isn't life altering and lovely and amazing, but I probably wouldn't expand on it in my journal. But like, I actually went on a totally impromptu date last night. Definitely, probably after I get off of here, I'll probably write about that. And that is more, I would say, a recording of something because I'm not feeling stressed, which is weird. I'm not feeling stressed about it, but it is, oh, it's significant. I went on a date. I'm going to write that down in my journal. That's kind of a big deal. Um, but yeah, I probably like won't. Yeah, I probably but, won't. But that's not because that's I'm not okay. in love and I was, with both of you. I wasn't asking, you know, to, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't asking to, you know, get affirmation on the, this yeah, experience, okay. but more just curiosity about sort of what makes it in and what makes it not. And I think it's it's more of that self-care kind of question, right, where we're figuring out what do we need to process? And yeah, yeah, and I don't need to process. This is like, this is beautiful. This is great. This is nourishing. This is, this is all good. Like I'm like good. So it's like the stuff that makes it into my journal is going to be like, I don't know. I'm tortured. Maybe this, maybe that, you know, like it's a lot more of that energy that might, you know, take up four pages until I work through it. So yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I love the question that when asked, because it's another peek into like your technique. And I, I also loved what you said, Libby, about um, my interpretation of what you said, rather than being locked into something as a technique, you're really in a mm. mode where you're sampling. And I think that's some of what we're doing, talking to each other. What are you doing? How might parts of that work for me? Mm-hmm. Kind of that picking and choosing, but not necessarily feeling an obligation to no. something, but giving yourself the freedom to keep your eyes open about what else. And that's what's so fun for me about talking with both of you, because there's always something else, right? <laughs> what can I learn? Yeah, and but that's I so cool. I love that, Vicki, because you're, I mean, you're really talking about how do we raise our awareness level. Yeah. I mean, and, and for me, that's sort of bringing this full circle. This What we're talking about in so many ways is finding the tools to learn and grow, um, finding them for the moment that we need them uh, and and then getting that icky out so that mm-hmm. we can be the more attuned and yeah. receptive humans to other humans to other feelings to other experiences um yeah a, and i think it's trusting because i think some people don't think and even i know people they either don't think that that Number one, they might not even be in touch with the icky feelings because they're buried so deep. Number two, if they are in touch with them, they might not realize there is something you can do with them. You don't have to just feel Mm -hmm. like shit, pardon my Mm -hmm. French, feel Mm -hmm. like crap. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the another layer is like, okay, there are different ways to deal with this crap, you know, and Mm -hmm. and but sort of like this trust the process or there is this hopeful thing but it's it's hard to get there if you don't have I mean that's why I also love this support I mean like other people who have done this or are doing it like trust me just hang in there it's gonna work if you give this a try or or try this or maybe you have to find your way I can't help you but like I know you're gonna figure it out you know something whereas 
So it it takes a lot to like be doing this. It's not just like, oh, I have a journal and I have all the answers now. It's like, no, it's like there's so many components to kind of sorting through being a human being. But yes. yeah. yeah, beautifully said. This. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Absolutely. And letting the critic come forward if it's not working, right? Maybe that's one of your four personas. Maybe it's the 10-year-old. But (laughs) letting that voice kind of come forward if it's like, nope, not working for me today. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I love what you say about trusting the process and the hopefulness that comes out of it. I love hope. So on that It's not my, like, default, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) on that note tell us what's next for you Uh, um okay next what's next for me you know it's like that's a broad question so I'm gonna I'm gonna answer it however I feel like I'm I'm guessing you left it open for a reason so I'll fill in the blanks in the way that I feel so you know for me I've always said like it's just love life stuff is where I struggle and I because of this new woman podcast, because of all these to all this work I've been doing, you know, I've recently let go of a situation that was really painful and just really hard. And the letting go part was huge. And I'm trying to do something differently. And it's more, it's not just about, yeah, the internal work is great. Inner child journal, all these great things, but like action steps and going out into the world and doing things differently is huge for me because I could really get stuck in the self-help circle for 12 years and oh I'm doing all this work but like actually no you have to like actually be a person out in the world which is really hard and scary um so I'm I'm really getting excited to like date in a different way that I than I have been dating before I think a lot of what I've done is put a lot of pressure on a date or a person that I've met or the situation, not even if I'm pressuring the person, but the situation and to just kind of like lighten up a little bit and not because, you know, I don't need to blame myself, but like just have a little more fun with the process, be a little more free, know that like, I know who I am. I've got my tools. I got my journal. I got my friends. I got my, I can come back to myself when I start to go off the rails, when I meet a dreamy hot guy who makes me cuckoo, you know, like I can, I can work with this, but I need to like action steps and like positive action steps are, you know, what's coming for me. I mean, the summer's coming. And so I'm really, my new bar, you know, this painful situation, it was like a very attractive person. I didn't know how to deal with it because I'm not used to dealing with being attracted because it's such, I'm such a passionate person. It's such powerful energy for me. So I usually avoid dreamy men. And this person, even though it was really painful, like he really did raise the bar. Like, no, why bother if you don't find the person attractive? Like that actually is why dating can be fun. So I'm starting to only date people that I find attractive. And it's like, oh, if that triggers my insecurity, if that makes me cuckoo, I have tools now to work through that, but I can't go back to what I was doing before because that just wasn't working for me. So that's what's happening. That's forward looking. And I feel very excited and hopeful and I'm ready for the disaster, you know, like, hey, if that happens, that's cool. (laughs) but I'll be okay. Cause you know, I got this. <laughs> I, I love that. It's, I mean, I think what you're talking about doing it differently 
and then grooving it in in the real world um, and then ending with those affirmations, which is such a for me, that's such a mark of one of your writing. You know, mm. you usually end with affirmations of I've got this. It could be a disaster. I've got it. I've got the tools. <laughs> and and now we all get a, a beautiful glimpse into the tools that you're using and, and mm. have a better view of them. So Libby, thank you uh, so much for sharing yourself so beautifully and openly. You're welcome. Thank you for being the two most loving, nourishing, beautiful, <laughs> interesting, intelligent goddesses. Like you ladies are no joke. I'm telling you, when I listened to your first episode, I was like, these ladies, every everyone needs to listen to these kinds of you. You're because it's you're so supportive, but it's not in this like. Huh, like it's not you're not blowing anything you're so genuine and ground you're grounded but you also are just you're very kind human beings which I think is also an incredibly underrated personality <laughs> trait but yeah I just feel so I love I love you guys so oh, ladies oh my gosh. Thank so, you. Yeah. nothing nothing I, I say you. Vicky brings out the best in me so I, oh. and I think that's what yeah. a partnership should do yeah no right back at you Right back at you, Wynn. And, and Libby, this is going to sound so funny for someone that's like, you know, therapist helping professions person, but I've been making lots of notes while we we're talking. And when you said sometimes you need to, I'm going to find it here, not stay in the self-help circle. That's, that's like, oh my gosh, Wynn, that's so amazing because eventually yeah. you need to finish the processing and, and start the doing and be brave yeah. as Wynn often says and start the doing. So for me, your all your gratitude is great, but we learned from you, and that that was a meaningful moment for me, my friend. Ah, good. <laughs> so yeah. many beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Thank yeah. you too. What a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you for listening. Our music is with a little help from my friends by Lennon and McCartney, performed by Carolyn Leon. Please visit our website at sharingtheheartofthematter.com for show notes and more great inspirations.